Are you captivated by the uncharted possibilities of maps? Intrigued by the transformative force of location intelligence? Welcome to Mapping the Conversations, where you become part of a movement that leverages geospatial technology to navigate the intricate dance between humanity and Earth. Together, we will dive into uncharted waters, chart new territories, and amplify the resounding impact of location intelligence in each conversation. I'm your host, Valerie Grant. Hi, Albert. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm well. How are you, Valerie? I'm fine, thanks. Thanks for joining me today. I wanted to get an opportunity to talk to you about some of the great work you're doing. I noticed on social media recently that you got the DEI Award at Trimble, and I know that you've been doing so much in this space. So it is great to have you on and to talk about DEI in the geospatial industry. Yes, it's my pleasure to to have you. And I also have to say that you do a lot also on the DEI arena. So I'm glad that we can have this conversation. All right, thanks. So, but before we get into that, though, I wanted you to share with our listeners your personal journey and your experiences in the geospatial industry in general, and why did you get involved in promoting DEI? Just like you, Valerie, I mean, uh, we've been in many rooms where we were the only people looking like ourselves, right? So it's hard not to notice that you don't have many Black people, you don't have many women, you don't have many diverse people in the in most of the geospatial forums or geospatial uh, meetings or conversations. And when I joined Trimble, I also noticed that in leadership roles, there is a lack of of diversity and in 2020 the idea of DEI was getting out of the media to be more considered by uh, businesses so I sought an opportunity to be more vocal in the professional setting when it comes to, to DEI and ever since it's more natural for me to remain vocal and also to push for meaningful results. And of course, I start with the company I work for, and of course, with the me being active, you know, outside of Trimble in, you know, in many organizations that are doing geospatial activities. You know, I see that at more platforms to push for or to advocate for DEI. Great. But in that time, in your journey in the geospatial industry, was there any pivotal moment? or challenges that you've encountered on this journey that significantly impacted your perspective? Yes. I would say June 2020, our CEO, the Trimble CEO, Rob Painter, uh, sent an email to the entire company, and it was at the peak of the, the Floyd event, and he was taking a stance on DEI. And for me, it was extremely important that not only many CEOs, but my own CEO start talking about DEI and seeing that as a corporate topic. So when I saw his email, I replied to directly to him and I mentioned some of the topics that we usually don't share. So I say, you know, especially Black people, we talk about a lack of diversity, right? 
And we talk about challenges that we Black people face on a regular basis in you know at work and also in our private life. And how it was a topic that we cautiously avoid in the professional setting. And his email was like a someone opening a gate. So now we can talk about it. And I was glad that that email gave me the opportunity to address those subjects with him. And it also, I would say, the pivotal moment for me, you know, because of my statue within the company, because of my role, me being one of the few Black at leadership position, I, I saw that as an opportunity to become a real advocate for DEI, first of all, you know, within the company, and like I say, later on in a more global stage. Thanks, Albert. So let's stay on that a little bit. So you are the vice president of emerging markets and funded projects. Tell us about that role. Uh, my role is to lead, I would say, international activities for Trimble in countries that we consider emerging markets. Those countries are the whole of uh, Latin America, the whole of Africa, uh, part of Europe and mostly the larger part of Asia. So the idea is to lead a business development team and a project management team that are looking after opportunities for Trimble in those regions. And we're looking for opportunities across of all the divisions of Trimble. And the funded project part is we are the link between Trimble and multi-development, multilateral development agencies and bilateral agencies that are funding projects in those countries. But beyond that, Albert, you wear many hats in the geospatial industry. And so um, you basically have a very good vantage point. You're involved with CADASTA as a chair. That's been doing so much work. And so we understand how that is linked to DEI. But can you tell us some specific initiatives or projects that you've been involved with that is contributing to advancing DEI in the community? Uh, within uh, Trimble, I push for Trimble being more engaged with, for example, the National Society of Black Engineers, which is an organization of student engineers. And now Trimble is a corporate member of, uh, they call it BCA, corporate member of NSB, of National Society of Black Engineers. I had the opportunity to be a keynote speaker at one of the conventions. And we do, you know, each year at the NSB conventions, we have a Trimble booth. We interview uh, a, a lot of candidates. And I think by having that initiative, we were able to bring more more Black people at, at Trimble. And I also push for HBCU engagement. So the Historical Black College and Universities here in the U.S., so I push for them, for Trimble to be more involved with those HBCUs. And because of that, of course, we also have an opportunity to connect uh, with those universities and also to recruit uh, students and young graduates from those universities. Uh, for two years, I was the chair of Trimble Foundation. And my actually first action as the chair of Trimble Foundation was to add a pillar because Trimble Foundations have two pillars. One is female education and employment, and the second one is disaster recovery. So I had the third one that was the diversity, equity, and inclusion. 
So DEI is now one of the pillars of the Trimble Foundation. And through that pillar, you know, we were able to do a lot of, uh, to, to fund a lot of organizations pushing for DEI. Uh, also, we were able to create a scholarship that bear the names of Mrs. West. So, which is, I think, a, a huge achievement for Trimble. And we give scholarship to students that, you know, the name of Gladys West, Gladys West, being the hidden figure in the GPS. So now the Timber Foundation is giving those uh, scholarships on a regular basis. So, you know, those are some of the actions that I push or have been involved for more better DI within Trimble. With Cadastra Foundation as the chair of the board, I'm glad to be part of an organization that is pushing for uh, land rights. And, you know, as we like to say within Cadastra, land rights is human rights. And some of the people that are more affected by some of the land issues are minorities, are women, and people who are underprivileged, right? And there is this statistic that says that 80% of people who live in houses don't have a title of property. So the job of the Cadastra Foundation is very important in bringing that human right to life and also by providing tools, and in this case, technological tools to address those issues. And I'm really glad to be part of that here. Thanks. So industry-wide, I know that you're the chair of the DEI in the World Geospatial Industry Council. So tell us about some of the work you've been doing there. Oh, same thing there. And I'm glad to have, you know, people like you, Valerie, and some of the greatest ideas that you brought to the World Geospatial Industry Council as part of the DEI committee. And, and the main one is, of course, the Trailblazer Award that we started last year. We award an individual, an organization, and we're about to do the same thing this year. We already selected the two winners. They will receive the award in Berlin during interview. And I'm also glad of the white paper that we put out on DI, I think two years ago. We refreshed it a little bit last year. I think it was the first time that we actually had a paper that said, this is the issue of DI within the geospatial sector. And I'm glad, you know, we went in different events, you know, Geospatial World Forum, Geo Week, Intergeo and had those panel discussions on DI. And if you recall, we started those panels by being like an afterthought, right, of most of the events. You know, usually they were putting us at a time where nobody, I mean, people have already left or people were not very involved. But more and more, we are also taking central stage. This year at Geospatial World Forum, we were, we had the DI discussion at the plenary session and we did the same at GeoBuse. And Jovic also gave us a stage to do that. And I expect Intergeo also to provide a stage for a DEI conversation. So we're, we're making progress, right? We have to, to say we're making progress. And I'm looking also forward for the studies that we are working on, you know, the leadership on geospatial. I think that will be a very big plus in our DEI journey. So it's clear that there is some progress that is being made based on what you've said. You've highlighted some of the things that are happening, some of the positive initiatives. But can you tell me what are some of the ongoing challenges that the industry still faces in terms of fostering that inclusivity? And how do you see that being resolved? So there is always a risk when we have a DI conversation for people to think that two things. They have to check boxes. Or it's a subject that they are not very comfortable addressing. And the reality is, you know, for the past three years, we have been vocal. We have tried a lot of things to raise awareness. 
Maybe I will say we are successful raising awareness, but there will be a time where there's a need for more actions, right? And if you look at the geospatial sector as a whole, and if you ask yourself a question, are we better than we were three years ago? Unfortunately, the answer may actually be no. We made some progresses, like we have probably a better female representation. But when it comes to a racial diversity, we're still very, very short. And we're still short on our expectations. We're still short on our progress. And there are three elements when you bring DEI. Is you want to recruit a more diverse team. You want to retain a more diverse crew. So that means they need to feel, you want them to feel part of whatever you have as an organization. And you want to promote them. The first one, uh, recruiting is probably the easiest of all of them, right? Because, you know, like I said, if you use some of the actions that I mentioned, you know, reaching out to HBCU, uh, reaching out to organizations that promote Black, Hispanic, or women, I mean, you will have a larger pool to recruit from. So it's probably easy to recruit. But now, the sense of belonging. How do you create an environment within your company, between your organization, where people feel like they belong? and so that they want to stay. Are we doing enough for that? Are we training our middle managers to be more considerate and to let people feel that they are accepted, that they are not a DEI recruit or diverse recruit? So that's a place where I think we still need to do more. And of course, the promotion, when you look at the leadership of most geospatial companies, we are very, very, very short on what expectations we could have had. So that means we are still not promoting a lot of people, minorities or women and others or disabled people. So we still have a lot that needs to be done, for sure. So that brings me to ask, why is diverse representation important in shaping the future of geospatial technology and driving innovation? Diversity is important for any organization because it brings different views, it brings different ideas. And geospatial being like, I would say, the brainchild of the digital transformation that everybody is talking about now, that's a place where you really want more people. You want geospatial to be a clear representation of the world that we're living in. And let me go one step further. I'm, I'm glad to be in charge of emerging markets. And when you see the development of the geospatial industry from the what we would consider the developed market and the emerging countries, clearly most of the changes, most of the progress are made in emerging countries. And also because when you talk about DIA, sometimes we speak at the individual level, but we should also look at DIA at the country level. So how do we make sure that people coming from countries that are considered emerging countries How can we make sure that those countries have a say, that they are involved in the whole evolution of the world? And when you look at some of the statistics, when you look at some of the forecasts, that's where most of the progress will be made, right? And being prepared as an industry, be prepared associations or organizations to the challenges of the future. Those challenges will have a GI component as one of the most important elements of what we're doing. So really right now, people should prepare that future. People should prepare a future of a workforce that is diverse. People should prepare a customer groups that are more diverse. And DI is very important 
And of course, I don't want to mention all the studies that show that diverse companies are more successful than companies that are not diverse. And that is also true in the geospatial arena. You know, that's such a powerful point. Oftentimes, we focus on the individual level. Mm -hmm. But the point you've made is very near and dear to me, being a person from a small island developing state in the Caribbean. And oftentimes being one of the few people having a seat at the table and wondering, why is this the case? How do we change that to get more persons to the table? What do you believe is the role of leadership in doing that? I think we have to use all the venues that we have. The United Nations, right? And with UNGGN, for example, use the World Geospatial Industry Council, use the GEO, the Group of Earth Observation. So, making sure that those organizations are more inclusive. I'm glad that, for example, with WGIC, a member organization from developing countries is not supposed to pay the same fees as a huge company from the US or Europe. By doing so, we can attract those small organizations from those companies from smaller countries and making sure that they have a seat you know, at the table and that we can listen to what they have to say. And UN, of course, you know, by nature, they have everybody, right? So I'm glad to see that UNGGIM is, seems to be actually more active in areas where you don't expect more geospatial activities, right? The example is two weeks ago, a little bit more than two weeks ago in Cape Town, where they have not only they hosted the International Cartographic Conference, but they have the UNGGIM Africa annual meeting there. And seeing an organization like that having a meeting every single year and having a full-packed agenda for five days on things that they try to do as a common countries is something that we need to include and something that we need to support. Uh, and of course, UNGGM America is about to follow suit. Having those organizations leading the way when it comes to integrating people and countries, you know, no matter how small and big they are, is good. Now it's also up to the leadership of companies to make sure that even when they develop products, when they prepare their strategies, that they think about those countries. Because more and more, the market is coming from those countries. So we are, in the geospatial industry in general, we are about to reach a place in in developed countries where you know there's nothing more to gain, to attack. But in reality, in those emerging countries, you know, the sky is the limit. There are so many things that need to be done. A lot of those countries need to start actually even from scratch. So there is an opportunistic reason for our leadership to be engaged and involved with emerging countries and to also look at the DEI at the country level, making sure that we have representation from small countries that we don't usually consider. Albert, I'm really enjoying our conversation and we'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. This episode of Mapping the Conversations is brought to you by Trimble. As pioneers in advanced position solutions, Trimble is at the forefront of transforming how the world operates, leveraging the immense potential of geospatial technology. Fueled by an unwavering passion for innovation, Trimble paves the way for the future, intertwining connected data with state-of-the-art technology. Trimble is continually redefining the boundaries and reshaping the contours of geospatial dialogues. Welcome back. We're in conversation with Albert Mumu talking about DEI in the geospatial industry. So you just mentioned the United Nations Global Geospatial Information Management Groupings. And um, mm -hmm. we know that Trimble has been a very active member of the private sector network. 
Mm. Why is this and how do you believe that this can help with even DEI efforts as you've just articulated some of the examples? I think it's important because we are part of this world, right? And though, yes, we're making most of our revenue, you know, from developed countries. But like I said, there are a lot of opportunities coming from the emerging countries. And we shouldn't ignore that part. We also consider ourselves a citizen company, right? As part of our actions as a citizen company, we want to do good in some of the areas, some of the countries where there is opportunities for us to bring geospatial technologies, to advance some of the geospatial technologies, solutions that may be our kids use in those countries. So Albert, in your opinion, how can collaboration across different sectors and stakeholder groups contribute to a more holistic and sustainable diversity and inclusion initiative? So looking at geospatial, the sector that I'm considering, we can, first of all, learn from other sectors, right, that are probably doing much better when it comes to that. And I see geospatial as a tool more than anything, right? You don't just do geospatial for geospatial. You do geospatial to help construction. You do geospatial to help agriculture. You do geospatial to to help land administration. Some of those sectors, we can learn from them. We can learn from agriculture, for example, is definitely more integrated than geospatial. So when we bring our tools to the agricultural sector, we can also learn how the agricultural sector is able to be more integrated or to be more considered of DEI and learn from them. Same thing from land administration, right? More and more land is, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that land is a human rights now. And one of the main aspects of the land right as a human, as a civil right is actually the place of women. Women are more and more have land have titles under their name. And so there is also, you know, I can see in land administration a sector where geospatial can also take some clues on how to be more better integrated. And now I will also mention collaboration within people of the industry, right? And that's the role of organizations like WGIC. That's the role of UNGGIM, as you mentioned. So by sharing our views, by coming up with white papers, with resolutions. I recall with WGIC, we end up having all companies signing a paper saying, we're going to take no seriously. So by being our brother or sister keeper on the DEI arena will make it more important for everyone. Yeah. And WGIC is also a member of the UNGGIMPSN. So there we go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Albert, are there any personal anecdotes or experiences that you can share that inspired you in the context of promoting DEI? I really enjoyed receiving the prize from my company. That's for sure. And first of all, because I wasn't expecting it. And it was so bad that actually when they were announcing the prize, they won. I mean, I heard like two days before that I was one of the nominees. I'm like, okay, good. But, you know, I didn't expect anything. And I had, you know, I set up my agenda, you know, ignoring that there was a big event that I was supposed to attend. And of course, you know, during the event where they announced the prize, I was actually having a meeting with the African Development Bank, so I couldn't attend. And people were texting me and saying, you know, you need to, you need to be on the call. And I missed probably one of the best moments of my life. I mean, I received a lot of awards in my life, right, in my professional life. 
But that one on GI was very personal, was very, um, was something that I really cherish, right? Because for me, it's like the work that you do, and you don't do that to get any award, but that work is uh, noticed by others, right? And they see you, and they, they mention that as a, a role model, they see you as someone that they, they trust when it comes to DI, and that's very important to me, yeah. I don't know if that's a personal story you were expecting me to tell, but that's it is a personal, personal story. story. Thank <laughs> you. So what actionable advice would you offer to industry professionals and change makers who are eager to contribute to DEI within the geospatial industry? The, the first thing is to be really intentional when it comes to DEI. So, and I mentioned checking boxes, right? You won't advance in DEI by just trying to check boxes. You need to be very intentional. And it's important not to... And going back to the hiring, it's important not to hire people because the color of their skin or because of their gender or because of their disability. Because if you hire people because of those reasons, you're going to lose them. They will know. They will find out that they are not hired because they are capable. When we push for DEI, we actually say you need to expand your reach. We want you to go places where you don't usually go. When you go to HBCUs, it's the first time usually that you go there. When you go to the National Society of Black Engineers, the National Society of Hispanic Engineers, the National Society of Women, and all those organizations, you are just expanding your reach. And we want you not to go there by say, oh, I need to hire Black people or Hispanic people or women. We want you to interview people and pick those that are qualified for the job. We don't want you to hire them because of the wrong reasons. They're going to find out they're going to leave. And the second piece of the recruit, return and promote. So the return piece won't be there. And of course, the promote one won't be there. So if you are intentional in how you approach DEI, I want a more diverse workforce. Means in reality, I want a more diverse pool of candidates. And then I want to create an environment within the company where they have this sense of belonging. How do you create that? by making sure that all people within the chain understand what the goals are, what the missions is. And the mission is not to hire diverse candidates. The mission is to create an environment for diverse people to grow and to feel accepted. The mission is to make sure that you have this larger pool and you pick people there. So those are some of the suggestions that I will make. Do we need numbers? Yes, we do. We really need indicators to see how successful we are so that we can change the strategy. But we don't look at numbers as just a way to say, oh, you know what? Yesterday we only had 1% of black people. Now we have 2%, so we're doing great. No, that's not what the numbers are for. The numbers are just indicators to see if the strategy that we have in place is successful so that we can adjust. So it's not primarily about the numbers, it's about the organizational culture and the DEI being ingrained in the DNA of that organization. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So how do you believe that collective efforts can create a lasting impact in improving DEI within our industry? So if you look at the, I mean, we are here in the U.S., if you look at the country as a whole, you will agree with me that for the past three years, you notice a real change when it comes to conversation on race, on gender, on all of the elements of DEI. So because at that scale, we can see the change happening, one can say there is a clear expectation that if we are as focused 
intentional in the geospatial arena, we will have the same result. And we can tell that, like I said, there are some progress, right? We may not be where we want it to be, but we can see progress. So we just have to do more, a little bit more. And we need GR champions everywhere. And the champions that can help the most people, let's face it, that are not considered DEI advocates. I'm talking about white male people. We just happen to be the large majority of leadership, right? So by making sure that we have them as part of this journey, that we have them becoming champion and advocate of DEI, I think we can obtain great results. Thank you for that. So Albert, it has been an absolute pleasure having this discussion with you, talking about DEI. Are there any parting shots? What would you like to let our audience know? What's next for DEI in the geospatial industry? What should we be looking out for? We should keep pushing, pushing and pushing and pushing. And I can't wait for the day that the leadership of geospatial companies will be as diverse as the countries where we live and work. Thank you so much. Really enjoy having you and we will talk next time, maybe on another subject, as I know you wear many hats. Thank you. Thank thank you so much, Valerie. It was a pleasure, of course. Thank you for listening to Mapping the Conversations. Join us for the next episode as we build and propel this movement forward.